Welcome to the official podcast of Apostolic Lighthouse. We'd like to thank you for listening today. We pray this message blesses you and encourages you to see that God is working in your life. Enjoy the message. Before you're seated, let's just read Romans 13, verse number 7. Amen. A few verses in Romans. Render therefore to all their dues. Tribute to whom tribute is due. Custom to whom custom. Fear to whom fear. Honor to whom honor. Owe no man anything but to love one another. For he that loveth another hath fulfilled the law. For this thou shalt not commit adultery. Thou shalt not kill. Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not bear false witness. Thou shalt not covet. And if there be any other commandment, it is briefly comprehended in this saying, namely, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Love worketh no ill to his neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfilling of the law. Praise God. You may be seated. I want to preach on the subject, love is not optional. Love is not optional. Amen. There's a lot of optional things in life. You know, optional being, amen, you can take it or you can leave it. Amen. You know, there's optional equipment you can buy on certain things, especially cars and so forth. Amen. But I'll tell you what, you know what's not optional? The steering wheel. You know what's not optional? The driver's seat. You know what's not optional? Amen. The engine and the tires. Amen. There's some things that are not optional. You have to have, amen, to accomplish the purpose of driving or anything else, amen, that is necessary. You know, as Christians, we are to be good examples of what true believers in God should be. Whatever we do, we should do it heartily as unto the Lord and not unto men. We should be law-abiding citizens with a good work ethic, pay our bills to the best of our ability, and always strive to do the right thing as God leads us. Our scripture passage said, give, you know, render or give, you know, to what, what, you know, to the debts that that are due and are owed. Amen. They said tribute to whom tribute. That's another word for taxes. Amen. Nobody likes taxes, but we all have to, we have to render them up. It's not optional. You can't just call up the IRS. Yeah, I'm opting out this year. And then they'll say, okay. And then like two seconds later, you get a, you know, a black suburban pulls up in front of your house and they knock on your door. Boy, that was fast. Amen. And, you know, they took your bank account and they, you know, whatever. Your car's being towed away, you know, so you don't mess around with things that are, you know, not optional. Amen. Then he said, you know, custom to whom custom. Amen. And, and that just, you know, talking about, you know, uh, just, you know, general uh, debts and liabilities that we, we owe in life. Amen. All of us do. He, he said, fear to whom fear, which is another word for respect. Respect those that, that are due respect. Honor to whom honor is due. Amen. And even when we've paid all of our debts and we're trying to do the best we can, There will always be one debt that we will always owe no matter what. Amen. That debt is the debt of love. Because folks, if we, and I think we all are on the same page, we all want to go to God's heaven, 
And we all want to live for Him. We all want what He has for us. We're all trying to go down the same road. Amen. And if we want to go to His heaven and be with Him and and enjoy the blessings of of God on this earth before we even get there, amen, there's something that's not optional that we all, amen, have to do and purpose in our heart, amen, and that is not to neglect the debt of love. Amen. Amen. Debts both large and small are neglected and avoided by people all the time. And sadly, the most neglected debt sometimes is that debt of love. Amen. A debt is something we owe. And the Bible clearly tells us, oh, no, after it says, hey, if you, owe, if you owe some taxes, pay them. If you owe this, pay it. You know, you, you can pay it and then you're clear, you know. You're clear for this year. You're clear for that. And you paid that credit card off. You paid that person. You paid that car off, whatever. Amen. And then it's forgotten and you move on. But you'll never fully pay the debt of love. He said, owe no man anything but to love one another. To love people is a debt I and you will always owe. We will never completely pay it off. Amen. I owe it to you to love you the way God wants me to love you. Not the way I think. Because my love is limited. My idea of love is limited. Amen. We all know, we've seen, maybe we've done it ourselves, where we've cut people off and we say, you know what, I'm not loving them anymore because they did that to me or they did that to somebody I love or I don't like the way they're acting or I don't like this. And so I, amen, in my whatever wisdom and understanding, I, I, I limit my love and God's saying, oh no, you love them the way I want you to love them. That's what you owe to them. Amen. Love's not optional. Love is much more than just a four-letter word that we utter. 1 John 3.18 said, My little children, let us not love in word, neither in tongue, but in deed and in truth. Amen. Don't just tell somebody you love them when they know you don't love them. Right? What are you saying? We don't do that. We've never done that. I'm saying because I've done it. Amen. So I'm just saying, you know what, God, help us. Not just because that could be an overused word that has no, no backup to it. Amen. I don't want to just love in word only, but I want to love in deed and in truth. Show me you love me. And then when you say it, I'll know it. Amen. True love cannot be communicated in words only. It has to be demonstrated. True love is not how we, only how we treat other people with our words, but also with our expressions, our mannerisms, and most importantly, our actions. Amen. I mean, you can look somebody in the eye and say you love them, but the way, you, the way your face is, you can look like you just ate an unripe persimmon or something. <laughs> or like a really good pickle that's like, woo, you know, I love you. Like, take it back, take it back. I want to rerun on that and adjust your face next time. Amen. Inform your face before you say love because it should be all warm and fuzzy looking. Amen. Praise God. Well, you don't understand. I love people. Somebody might say, I love people. Of course I do. The people that love me back, I love those ones. I love my family, I love my friends, I love people that are good to me. Yeah, I I love people. No, God's saying, yeah, I love them, but he said, love everybody. 
Amen. That's why love is not optional. Love is, we can't just turn off and on love depending on who the people are, amen, that we are in, uh, you know, uh, engaged with uh, in, in a conversation or in a relationship or whatever, amen. Jesus said if we only love those that love us, we're missing the point about what true love is all about. He also said if you only are nice to your family members, you're doing what everybody else does in the world. Some people aren't even nice to their family members, so but we won't go there. In-laws, outlaws, and all that good stuff. You know, some people are, are thankful. You know, uh, you know, some people look forward to Christmas, and some people don't because then they're going to get together with the outlaws, and then they've got to pull up. Amen. I better put those away. And then, yeah. And then they're happy, happy new year. Okay, you go back to your, your house and your state because uh, I don't really like being with you. Amen. Because family. But you know what Jesus said? You know, in other words, he's saying it's not noteworthy or remarkable to love in this manner. To love only those that love you. And to be nice only to those that are nice to you or to your family or your friends or whatever. God is asking us to love everybody no matter what. It's a tall order, but he's going to help you with it. Praise God. Amen. He's going to help us. But he's asking us even to love the unlovable. Amen. Uh, there's someone once, uh, uh, somebody said, our job is to love others without stopping to inquire whether they are or not they are worthy of it. I don't have to like everybody, but I have to love everybody. And there is a difference. Jesus said, you know what, uh, you've you got to love your enemies. I don't have to like my enemies, you know, because, you know, people I like, you know, invite them over, you know, I let them like stick their head in my fridge and, you know, would you grab, a, grab something? Yeah. But, you know, my enemies, you know, you're not coming in my front door necessarily, depending on what kind of enemy you are, you know, whatever. But I got to love you. Got to love your soul because, you know, maybe just maybe God can change that enemy into a friend that enemy into a, a saved person. Amen. And so Jesus said, I got to love them. He said, my love for my enemies should cause me to not only bless them, but also do good to them and even pray for them. Yeah, but my enemy just stuck a knife in my back, smiled at me in my face, told me, maybe said, I love you. Amen. And you want me to waste really good blessing and goodness and prayer time on them? God says, no, it's not a waste. And that's what I want you to do because love is not optional. I want you to love like I love people. Amen. I want you to love like when I'm crucified on the cross. Amen. And they're all just saying all this stuff. And he said, Lord, forgive them. You know, they don't know what they're doing. Amen. That's the kind of love I'm talking about. Unselfish love. Love that goes beyond understanding. Paul said, if my enemies hunger, I should feed them. If they're thirsty, I should give them something to drink. When you can do, amen, when you can do that, you know you're loving the way God wants you to love. It's a new year. We, we got some vision cards in the, in the early service. Amen. That might need to be one of our, our things. I, I'm going to treat people different this year. And I'm going I'm to transformation in my life. Amen. I don't have to like everybody, but I have to love them enough to forgive them. True love holds no grudges. Amen. And amen. True love does not withhold forgiveness. Praise God. And you know what, folks? God is not asking us to do something 
that he's not, he didn't do. Amen. And that's what I like about it. Romans chapter 5 verse 8 said, God commended his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. Matthew 18, 21. So you see, you see Jesus, you know, while we were yet sinners, he loved us. He died for us. He didn't die just for the good people. He died for everybody. Amen. And while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God. Thank God for that. And then and we find in Matthew 18, Peter came to Jesus and said, Lord, how often should I forgive my brother that sins against me? You know, seven times? And maybe he was thinking that was, you know, a little bit high. You know, he was hoping Jesus would say, you know, three and a half would do or whatever. And Jesus said unto him, I say not until seven times, but until 70 times seven. And you do the math, that's 490. Is God having a counter? 400? No. God's just saying, you know what? You don't keep track. You love, and it's not optional. Because forgiveness is, is embedded in love. Amen. And you got to love to forgive somebody. And some people, even though they seem unforgivable, you still need to forgive them. Amen. Amen. Well, what if they don't ask me to forgive them? You forgive them anyway. Oh, no. They need to ask, and, or I'm going to withhold. You sure about that? I don't think so. How many times has God forgiven me? How many times has God forgiven you? Amen. I'll tell you, it's way more than 490 in my case. It's triple digits, at least. I mean, quadruple digits, whatever. Amen. It's so sad that the human race got to the place where God had to Command love. Amen. But you know, Jesus said in the, in the Lord's Prayer, forgive us, Matthew chapter 6, verse 12, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Verse 14, if we forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will forgive also, forgive you also. But if you forgive men not their trespasses, neither will your heavenly Father forgive your trespasses. Amen. How many want to withhold forgiveness now? No. Because if I, you ever taken a hose and, you know, somebody's like watering and stuff, and then you're around there like, and then you just pinch the hose off, and they're like, oh, what's going on here? And then they get, you make them got to walk all the way back, and if it's a 100-foot hose, that's a long walk. But you're saying, hey, you know, you need more steps. Get a Fitbit. It's 2020. Amen. So you need to burn calories. And then they see that you're over there making a joke, you know, and they think something happened to the water or whatever. Amen. But if you kink the holes of forgiveness downstream to the people in your life, amen, God's going to kink it up here and it's not coming to you anymore. Praise God. Love is not optional. Forgiveness is not optional. Praise God. But the human race, not too long after Adam and Eve, got to the place where God had to command love. Think about that. He had to command us to love. God, in his infinite wisdom and foreknowledge, saw that man's sinful nature would severely hinder them from loving each other the way he wanted them to. Jesus even told us that one of the signs of the end times, 
Amen. And we're living in those times now. One of the signs of the end times would be lawlessness increasing and love decreasing. And there's a correlation with that, folks. Amen. Matthew 24, 12. Because lawlessness will increase so much, the love of many will grow cold. Amen. God, stoke the fires of our love. Help us not even to think about it being an optional thing. Amen. And I'll withhold it from her and I'll, I'll maybe give him half of my love or whatever. Oh, no, I got to give him God's love. Praise God. God love me unconditionally. I got to love people. Amen. We are living in a love-starved world. People are yearning for true love. People are seeking for true love. And he gave us a very simple yet powerful command that was repeated multiple times in the Bible. So just bear with me for a second here. I just want to cite them. Leviticus 19.18, Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Matthew 22, 39, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Amen. Mark 12, 31, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Luke 10, 27, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Romans 13, 9, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Galatians 5, 14, for all the laws fulfilled in one word, even this, thou shalt love thy neighbor as as thyself. James 2 8, if you fulfill the royal law according to the scripture, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself, ye do well. Now, Paul and James in these last two verses, they make some amazing statements in these last two verses. Paul said, Amen, in Galatians 5, for all the law is fulfilled in one word. In other words, one thought, one statement, one principle. Love thy neighbor as thyself. James said, if you fulfill the royal law according to the scripture, and the royal law is fulfilled in one command, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Amen. Do you realize what this means? The entire law, Old Testament law, is summed up in that phrase, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Amen. You say, well, okay, ten commandments summed up into one commandment. That's pretty good. Oh, no. The law is not Ten Commandments. The law was started off with ten major commandments, but you know there's 613 commandments in the law of Moses. All, and ten of them are included. So 608 men and three are all branched off of those ten and part, eight men, of them. There's 248 thou shalt commandments and 365 thou shalt not commandments. 613, amen. And that all those 613 commandments can be put down into one word or one royal law statement, the command, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. It's the greatest of all commands when it comes to our interaction with other people. I know there's one command that trumps that one and comes before. Love God with all your heart, mind, strength, and soul. And your neighbor as yourself. On these two commands, Jesus said, hang all the law and the prophets. And so you see the weight and the heaviness and the emphasis God puts on love and how important it is to how we love each other. Not just brotherly love and sisterly love, but neighborly love and enemy love. All that. Amen. You know, most people treat themselves well. Most people. Most people treat themselves with respect. 
They treat their body with respect. They treat their self with respect. Most people take good care of themselves. And that was the premise of this passage and of this powerful love statement. Amen. All God's asking us to do is treat others like you treat yourself. Amen. Do unto others like you would want them to do unto you. Because see, thou shalt equals you must. There's no option around it. It's not optional. It's not a suggestion. It's not the Ten Suggestions. It's the Ten Commandments. I do not have the luxury to opt out of this commandment. Amen. Well, you say, well, I love God, but I just can't stand people. I just don't love people, but I love God. Amen. I'm sorry to tell you, you can't do that either. Oh, man, you're taking away all my stuff here. Amen. But you can't do that either. Praise God. It's a package deal. You can't have one without the other. If you love God, you got to love people also. Amen. First John 4, 20. If a man say, I love God and hateth his brother, he's a liar. For he that loveth not his brother whom he hath seen, how can he love God whom he hath not seen? And this commandment have we from him that, we, that he who loveth God loves his brother also. It's a combination. It's not optional. I love God and because of that I can love anybody. Praise God. God enables me. God helps me. He never said he was gonna, it was going to be easy to love like he wants you to love. Amen. But... You know, that's why it's a commandment. And as people of God, we must do our best to be obedient to that commandment. Amen. When we don't feel like it, it's a command. Praise God. When we don't feel like it, it's a command. Thank you, Lord. God is so good. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. So... Loving your fellow man the way God wants you to was not only commanded in the Old Testament, but it is also commanded, amen, in the New Testament. It's not just a law of Moses thing. It was not just an Israel thing. It's a church thing, amen. It's a New Testament right now kind of thing, praise God. Jesus said, a new commandment I give unto you that you love one another. He told the apostles, amen, as they were getting ready to start the church and he, he, as he was preparing them for his death, burial, and resurrection and ascension, amen, and to get going with things. He said, a new commandment I give unto you that you love one another as I have loved you that you also love one another. By this shall all men know that you are my disciples, that you have love one to another. Amen. He said, as I have loved you. As I have loved you. There again, Jesus not telling us to do something that he didn't example while he was on his 33 and a half year, amen, life on this earth. He said, as I have loved you, you love. As I have showed you love, you love each other. Amen. Jesus demonstrated how to love others. He was a living example of how to love. He said, your love for, for uh, and to one another will be a definitive test whether you are truly my disciples. Amen. It won't be anything else. He didn't say, you know, about doctrine or anything else. He said, the true love that I give you from my spirit, uh, amen, when that is moving freely amongst the congregation and the body of Christ, that is a definitive, without question, test for all of you and anybody else coming in to look at how you guys operate. That's how they're going to know you're my people. Amen. It'll be proof positive. This lets us know without a shadow of doubt 
God wants us, God wants love to be the driving force amongst his people in our lives. Amen. And maybe last year it wasn't the driving force, but you know what? Uh, I was very inspired by what I heard this morning about 2020 vision. Amen. You know, the sky's the limit with God. And what my wife said on Thursday about it, he's able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think. And I think we just maybe got tired of asking or got tired of thinking or, or got tired of wishing. We've been shot down too many times or whatever or discouraged, like Jessica said, by other people, even well-meaning. But I'm telling you, amen, God has these things attainable for every one of us. We can love like he wants us to love. We just got to want it and go after it. Amen. And he'll help us. Praise God. He wants us to love our brother and sister in the Lord. He wants us to love our neighbor. He wants us to love our enemies. And that basically covers every human being that walks on the face of the earth. Amen. Amen. One, uh, one lady said, in the end, nothing we do or say in this lifetime will matter as much as the way we have loved one another. And that's so true. Oh, I want a world record. or I want this. Or I want to make it this or that. Yeah, that's all good. But how did you treat people? Amen. Even the people that are like human belt sanders. Praise God. With heavy grit. You know? Do you still love me? <laughs> yeah. Amen. Only, only God can help me love you. <laughs> I'm going to give it a shot. Praise God. So we are to love and not hate. We are to love and not judge. We're to love and not jump to conclusions and assume the worst, but let God have his way. Love and not withhold forgiveness. Love and not tear down. So our text said that love worketh no ill to his neighbor. So you know when you're really loving people, no, the word ill means love does no harm to a neighbor. So you, you, you can kind of, the proof's in the pudding. Yeah, I love them. But if they're saying, you're hurting me, I feel like ill. But if, so that's kind of a, a way to tell. Love works no ill. Love works no harm. If your love does harm to your neighbor, you don't have the right kind of love. You need a love booster shot. You need love from above. You need a, some extra love from the Spirit of God. Amen. There's an old saying goes that we hurt the ones we love, and that's sad but and true sometimes. Amen. But it doesn't have to be that way. God help us. Amen. To, to think before we speak. To think before we act. To let love be a buffer that jumps in front of us when we're going to, like, say something stupid and do something stupid. Can you imagine a big old, like, Superman love or something just, like, jumping in like, oh, I'm going to, amen. So what I'm telling you is listen to love. Ooh, that's a good one. Write that down. Amen. Listen to love. Praise God. Listen to your conscience. Praise God. 
How are we going to do this, Pastor? How It seems insurmountable. It seems impossible. It seems like a, a real tall order, praise God. And it is when we try to do it on our own, just like anything else when it comes to God. Amen. God is not going to command us to do something that is not unattainable and that He won't help us do, praise God. He will help us love others the way He wants us to. Remember, the Bible said God is love. That's why I'm saying when you listen to love, you're listening to God and the heartbeat of God is to love people. Amen. And that's how you're going to win them. That's how you're going to change them. Amen. A soft answer turns away wrath. Amen. A word fitly spoken is like apples of gold and pitchers of silver. There's all kinds of scriptures about, amen, you know, turning the other cheek. That's not weakness. That's like, I'm doing that because I love you. Amen. You know, the old man inside me wants to not turn the other cheek, wants to like, you know, crank up the five, you know, knuckle sandwich and, you know, give you a left hook. Amen. And send you piling. But that's not what God said. Amen. You turn the other cheek and you listen to love, buddy. Amen. Amen. And the only way to love people the way God is asking us is to love them with the love that he gives to us. Amen. He gives us a love that supercharges and turbocharges our love. Amen. He gives us that love. Amen. And that love is a better love. That love is a superior love. That love is a powerful love. It's a life-changing love. It's a supernatural love. And it's a love that comes only from Him. And the only way to love people is by using God's love. And God's love, we find out in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, God's love is patient. God's love is kind and is not jealous. God's love does not brag and is not arrogant. God's love does not act unbecomingly. It, God's love is, does not seek its own. It's not provoked. It does not take into account a wrong suffered. God's love does not rejoice in unrighteousness, but rejoices with the truth. God's love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. We need the Holy Ghost love in our lives. Amen. Would you stand? To really get that love I'm talking about, it comes from the baptism of the Holy Spirit. It comes when God comes to live inside. Amen. Folks, it's not good enough for God just to be on the outside influencing us, which is good, and He does that a lot, but He wants to be living on the inside of our heart. Amen. And we need to receive this necessary experience. Praise God. The Holy Ghost baptism, like love, is not optional. Praise God. We must be born again of the Spirit. Hallelujah. We must be born again. And so many things come from that experience. If we have received it, it's time to be refilled with another great portion of overflowing love. It's time to be refreshed, revived, renewed, and restored. The apostles were filled in chapter 2 of Acts for the very first time. And did you know that the Bible said they were refilled in chapter 4? Just two short chapters later, they needed a refilling. Amen. And that's 
what it is about Christianity. We are initially filled when we seek it and receive it, and then we have many refillings. Praise God. Just think of, a, think of yourself as a car. You can't just go, amen, buy a car, fill it up one, but they give you a free tank usually when you buy it at the dealer. You can't go on that front free tank, amen, and drive that car 150,000 miles and then turn it in for another car. Amen. You've got to fill it up and fill it up. Amen. You've got to look at your gauge. You've got to understand where you are. Amen. In the Lord. And you've got to come. And that's why we come together. That's why we pray together. That's why we worship God. That's why we seek His face. We get filled again. Filled again. And you know what comes with the Holy Spirit? His love. Romans 5, 5. The love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost which is given unto us. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. What an incredible message. Thank you again for joining us on the podcast and may God bless you.